Dungeons and Daddies, not a BDSM podcast, is hitting the road this summer from May 31st through June 14th. We're doing part two of our U.S. live tour. Whoa. I came up with the name for this one. Yeah, it's yeah. called the Areas Tour. Very kind good. of similar. Dungeons you know? and Daddies, the Areas Tour, feet Taylor Swift. We're hitting the road again. Midwest and East Coast dates on sale. Tickets are available now. We're starting up in St. Paul, Minnesota. We're going to Milwaukee, Chicago, Indianapolis, Detroit, Pelham, Tennessee, Atlanta, New York, Philadelphia, and Boston. Wow. More info on our website, dungeonsanddaddies.com slash live. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Dungeons and Dice is brought to you this week by Shopify. You know, doing the Dungeons and Dragons podcast, there's a lot of dice rolling. There's a lot of talk, a lot of improv. There's also a lot of merch. This was something that we weren't really thinking about when we first started out. But when it came time to build out a merch shop, there was only really one place to go, which was Shopify. Shopify is basically what runs our web store. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launcher online shop stage, I remember those days, to the first real life store stage, we will never have a brick and mortar but you know a lot of people have brick and mortars a lot of people sell things at like craft fairs and farmers markets shopify's there too shopify's there to help you grow whether you're selling pottery or bespoke custom DD dice sets available at store.dungeonsanddaddies.com well, shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person point of sale system wherever and whatever you're doing shopify has you covered and our zip up hoodie selection available at store.dungeonsanddaddies.com will also have you covered Shopify helps turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, which is like an AI tool they have, which can help you write better product descriptions, set up FAQs, email generation. So a little story, as you know, you know, we had our third-party fulfillment company blow up uh, at the end of last year and we're with DFTBA now. And one of the things that was great about Shopify was that the back end, the thing that handles all of the, you know, the order flow and all that stuff was very easily transferable. So from a business standpoint, the only thing that changed was where our inventory is stored and where it's shipping out from. But all the back end management has basically stayed the same. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the US and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 different countries. Plus, Shopify's extensive help resources are there to help support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash daddies, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash daddies, all lowercase. Now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash daddies. Dungeons and Daddies is a rowdy, horny, violent podcast for grownups. Content warnings can be found in the episode description. <laughs> Dad, Robert, Radio Lab. Today we're going to be doing a bit of exploring. Oh, like Sailors on the Moon Sea? No, not that kind of exploring. It's something less literal, less physical. We're going to be exploring the planes. Wait, the planes? 
Like as in planes of reality? As in the planes of reality. But not just any plane. One, two, three, four, five. Hello, hello. The astral plane. So uh, why don't you start with your name and what you do? Sure, I'm Dougal Hornbuck. I'm a research magus at the Conclave of Silvery Moon. Dougal has spent the last 10 years studying the astral plane. So I guess the first question I have is, uh, like, like, what is it? What is the astral plane? I mean, uh, so yeah, we, we have an idea, okay? We know it's other dimensional, that the laws of physics and those sorts of things as we know them don't necessarily apply there. And we know that aside from spells or projection, it's basically physically unreachable from the plane that we inhabit. So let's leave Dougal. Well, we just met him. Yes, but just for a moment and travel all the way to Waterdeep. Shinji is a merchant. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm Shinji. I run Shinji's Sundries. Oh, wow, look at all this stuff. Yeah, yeah, I usually sell it to, like, weird perverts and stuff, fin-dom fetish play kind of thing. You may have seen my street team out in the Forgotten Realms. I met Shinji at his shop along the waterfront, and while he sold all kinds of tools and provisions for travelers oh, and careful, adventurers, I really want to ask him about one thing. Tell me about the fanny pack of holding. Yeah, so this is an enchanted bag. This one's meant to go around your waist. I don't see what this has to do with the astral plane. Mm-hmm. Just wait. And this model's special because it can carry a lot because the items that you put inside of it get held in the astral plane. Oh. Right. So the question I want to ask Shinji was this. What happens to the items inside that fanny pack if that fanny pack gets destroyed? Whoa. <laughs> uh, well, I guess you'd, you'd lose whatever was inside. Like you lose, like lose them or are they just in the astral plane? You know, I uh, really never thought about that. So... Theoretically, here's Dougal again. Those items are going to be suspended in whatever state they're in uh, inside the astral plane. What if, like, say, I had my hand in the fanny pack and I fell and tore a big hole in the bag? Would my hand get cut off? Yeah, well, you'd probably have to try it. Magical items are pretty rare, and I've never heard of something like that happening. But it has happened. It has. Yes. What would you say if I told you that four dads very recently beheaded a vampire using precisely that technique in the city of Rokaport while trying to rescue one of their sons? I'd say tell me more. And we will, after a quick break. You're listening to Dungeons and Daddies. We'll be right back. Welcome to Dungeons and Daddies, sometimes a BDSM podcast, a actual play D&D podcast about four dads from our world flung into the Forgotten Realms in a quest to rescue their lost sons. My name is Freddie Wong. I want that with 10 times more Glenn energy. We're coming back from three weeks. That's true. Oh, man. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Freddie Wong here. I play Glenn Close. <laughs> I'm a bard. I play Christmas music. And I don't let anyone harsh my vibe. And the Glenn's dad fact today is this. If Glenn was still in the real world uh, at this moment in time, you bet your ass that he was on that Storm Area 51 Facebook group within <laughs> the first 100 group of people. He would be the one sending it to everyone be like, guys, finally, someone's figured it out. You guys, we're going in. They can't stop all they of us, They can't stop man. all of us. I don't know what this Naruto run is, but uh, I'll be there. I don't think we've mentioned it yet on the podcast, but all of this canonically started on the day of the Area 51 invasion. <laughs> that was, we planned six months ago that that was going to be when the whole thing kicks off. We planted the meme seed on 4chan and we so, waited for it to flourish. So happy actual canon first day of the podcast. There we go. 
Hello, I'm Matt Arnold, and I play Daryl Wilson, stay-at-home coach dad, barbarian in Forgotten Realms. And uh, my dad fact is after the uh, DILF incident, uh, um, <laughs> Daryl decided to join CrossFit on Wednesday nights. Oh, no <laughs> However, his first night was not a very enjoyable night. He hurt himself very badly and did not feel welcome in that uh, very kind of uh, macho group. But he was too embarrassed to say that uh, he stopped doing it. And so instead, right next door, there was a square dancing class. <laughs> so now he does square dancing. But now he's embarrassed. By himself? By, well, he, yeah, he goes he goes there by himself. I mean, there's a whole group of people. He's got a whole group of square dancers with him. But now here's two problems. One. It's two hour class. It was about an hour longer than CrossFit was supposed to be, and it definitely doesn't like like Carol's definitely noticing he is not doing two hours worth of CrossFit every night. So he, is he still paying for CrossFit? Yes, he's paying for both. They got so you on that monthly. He's right? hoping at some point he's going to surprise Carol by taking her square dancing, but then he's also going to have to let loose that he has not been losing weight by going to CrossFit. But always square dancing is going to do some of that. He's going to have to. Carol needs to like know this. There's steps to square dancing, aren't there? Yeah, like so. You can't just or else you wouldn't need a blind. class. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You could just square dance. That's a that's she'll a hell have of a, a good surprise. time. She'll <laughs> have a good, she's, she's gonna have a good time when she shows up. <laughs> What's up, everyone? I'm Will Campos, and it's been three weeks since a D and D. Oh my oh god. god, was that what you were so proud of coming? No, in? that okay. was not. <laughs> no, that's just the, that's just the appetizer. Oh, right. Right. No, it wasn't. Uh, uh, <laughs> the thing I really loved was. Uh, <laughs> Um, I play Henry Oak. He's a granola crunching, Birkenstock rocking, nature dad slash druid. Henry Oak's dad fact this week is that Henry has a retainer. <laughs> like still has it? <laughs> oh my god! Henry wears a retainer, uh, and so I wanted to, I want to go into the details a little bit. Henry grew up in a commune and didn't really oh, go man. to the dentist until he was like in his twenties, and then his teeth were really bad, and he felt really self conscious about it for a while. He didn't really do anything about it, but then he decided, as you know, later on in life as an adult, to do the braces thing. Finally, got the braces off, and he's been on that retainer now. I should say he had a retainer because the first time he turned into a bear, <laughs> the retainer was still on and he felt something burst in his mouth. And then unfortunately he swallowed. Oh no. <laughs> oh my God. Thank you, Beth, for so, reacting the way we are all thinking of reacting. Henry hasn't quite figured out what happened to the retainer yet. And he's kind of getting worried because it hasn't shown up yet. Let's put it that way. Yeah, so Henry's never got the experience of digging through a middle school lunch uh, pin at, at lunchtime trying to find your fucking retainer, huh? <laughs> it's no, going to be hard to role play not knowing about this ticking time bomb <laughs> <laughs> that's happening because all I can think about now. Hitchcock said surprise is a bomb exploding <laughs> suddenly. Suspense is someone swallowing a retainer and waiting until it comes out. <laughs> Henry, like every night after everyone else goes to sleep, like turns into a bear and sneaks off to the woods to try to pass the retainer. <laughs> Uh, oh my god! So far, no luck. Holy shit! So that's the energy Henry's bringing. <laughs> hi, hi, hi! <laughs> hi, my name is Beth May, and I play. Okay, I play Ron Stampler, emotionally detached stepfather slash rogue. My dad fact for Ron this week is a fact that. Actually, Ron only recently learned, and it is that Ron needs to watch his cholesterol. Oh. Yeah. Just a little bit too high. Just kind of keep off the bacon. <laughs> is he, does he, what does he do about that? What's his strategy for cholesterol? Well, I mean, Ron is all about making the bacon, so... <laughs> 
Um, what was his response when he found out? I feel like Ron's a pretty like kind of thin dude. Like, was he like surprised? Like, did he just did he not care? What's I think. That? I think. Yeah, I think he'd think it was like a really big compliment. Like, <laughs> oh, is it higher than the other guys? <laughs> Who has the highest cholesterol? <laughs> Tell me. I'm Anthony Birch. I'm your daddy master. Uh, Hi, daddy master. My dad fact for today is that Streets of Rogue is a good video game that you might like. If you play video games, I don't know. I don't have anything daddy specific to happen to me. Actually, I did weirdly get my physical back and my cholesterol is very high. So <laughs> no. Oh, no. for the first time, I've related very hard to Ron Stanley. <laughs> yeah. Dog, your cholesterol's high? What my cholesterol's say? high too, dog. Yeah. I'm vegetarian though. It's bullshit. It's just congenital for my shitty dad. How how am Damn. I like you and you put together and my cholesterol's pretty good? It's it's complete. Well, first of all, the HD. Whatever, we don't have to get into it. It's a thing. My it's genetics lipid, is a big part of lipids. it. You probably have good lipids. What did you say when you found out? I went, oh, that's better. Because it was literally was. a second opinion, and I went, no, oh, all man. the cookies and things that I like to eat, no. I became a very small child. That's a very funnier thinly. reaction than I came up with. So, well, it's know. because my life's actually in danger. So that's much funnier. Yeah, you got to raise the stakes sometimes. Don't you eat you steak can, if you have a high cholesterol. I'm going to have to fucking do cardio. I'm going to have to work out like a human being. It's going to be disgusting. This is the most dad this podcast has ever I recommend been. square dancing? <laughs> uh, okay. Are we ready to uh, deal with the trauma that you inflicted upon a child? Punted oh, that one, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. We, you killed a, uh, somebody who was seemingly the father of a child who had watched their dad die before, and then we took a three-week break just to sort of... Chill out. Are you sure this wasn't all a dream? Uh, Roll to see if it's a dream. I got two. It's not a dream. After that cliffhanger, I know there's one thing that I was just on the edge of my seat wondering. All right, yeah. Did we level up? We killed a really hard dude. <laughs> oh, like, that's, that's got to be a level up, <laughs> right? We're level nine now. You, you absolutely leveled up. Yeah, baby. Do we level up now or do we have to wait for a rest? Let's wait for a rest so you don't put off this, this okay. emotional <laughs> trauma any longer. Okay, okay. <laughs> Terry Sr. Uh, ambushed you in your house after Terry Jr. invited him in, after Ron attempted to win him over. You successfully shoved Terry Sr.'s head into the bag of holding and then destroyed it, thus decapitating him and sending his head to the astral plane. And as that was happening, Terry Jr., in a performance that was so good it lost us a few listeners, uh, <laughs> said, said, that, said that he cannot handle watching this happen again to his dad, and he began to cry, and then uh, Ron... Uh, Ron reacted really maturely, right? Yeah. <laughs> what did you say, Ron? I Ron said, who's your daddy now, is what he said. This must um, be a reflex, really. Really, it's a, it's a rhetorical question in the best sense because there's only one answer. <laughs> uh, so as... So, oh, my God. So Terry Jr. looks at you as you say that, and you see the anguish on his face disappear. It, it goes from tragedy to anger in an instant, and then the anger just vanishes from his face, and he's filled with determination, and he starts rummaging through Terry Sr.'s pockets. Henry's stunned. Son, son, are you son? That's okay, son. Just I, so Henry's gonna try to pull him away from the decapitated corpse of his father. Okay, go ahead and roll uh, dexterity. Let's say strength with disadvantage. I got a 10. Okay, so that's not going to be enough. Okay. So uh, you begin to pull him away, and uh, he reaches into the coat pocket of uh, what once was Terry Sr. and pulls out a small glass orb. And then he... Uh, Sonny, you should probably... You, you got to put that down. And I, Terry? I, try, to, I Terry? try to... I try to grab... Hey, uh, are you going to answer the question? 
So you try to grab it? Yeah. Okay, go ahead and roll uh, dexterity. That's a six. You try to grab it out of his hand and just quickly moves it out of the way. And then you say, you still haven't answered. And he looks you dead in the eye and then points at the headless corpse and he goes, him. And he smashes the glass orb on the ground. And this vapor seems to rise out of it almost like it had kids in their vapes. Am I right? (laughs) (laughs) This jewel erupts from the ground. (laughs) He pulls this spherical jewel out. He fucking dabs. (laughs) Um... He smashes the orb, this vapor comes out of it and encircles Terry Jr. And then he seems to bind with the mist and become sort of incorporeal. And you see him, you see the mist essentially begin to escape through uh, the open door that uh, Terry Terry Sr. came through. Uh, Witch lady, can you do something about this? Come back here, mister. If you don't come back right now, you're grounded. As in, as in you have to be like a human person that sits on the ground. You can't be a mist. That's what grounding is. So the vapor forms itself into a hand and then the hand raises its <laughs> middle finger. And then the uh, Aaron O'Neill peeks out from the top floor hearing uh, the commotion. And she goes like, no, nah, I'm not going to I'm not going to help. I'm 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 good. I'm, I got what I wanted. He's dead. Hell yeah. Well, uh, oh, my <laughs> and God. The, the, well, the, well, you see the mist and it flies toward the very top of the black tower that Terry Sr. used to be into and goes inside the window at the very top where you initially saw them standing on the balcony so he's presumably in there glenn narrows his eyes and goes it appears the forces that be will still be having us do this tower section i I heard a whisper and i said you're gonna play anthony's dungeon design whether you like it or not uh well at least i still have other terry the small bat on my shoulder Uh, how long has it been since you summoned him about a half hour (laughs) (laughs) he he vanishes with a little pop he's gone Daryl puts an arm on uh, Ron's shoulder and is like, look, uh, look, everybody looks around. Everybody. I, we did what we had to. He was going to kill us. Yeah, that was self-defense, man. And any court of law will clearly see that that was self-defense. It's just important that we all get our story straight and the same, if anyone asks. I don't think that's really. I mean, you said Terry Sr. died. Yeah, we just killed the shit out of him. <laughs> I meant the first time, Ron. Oh, yeah. He- In our world, he died. <laughs> yeah. So look, there's only two options. Either we're in heaven, which again, we've already talked about, or hell. Or we gotta case, kill him again. In which case, we didn't kill him. We just, we put him somewhere else. Like, we're already dead. Or we are alive, and uh, we, that wasn't Terry Sr. So I think we're okay. Or it was Terry Sr., and we just still have to kill him a couple more times. <laughs> Ron, I think he's dead. I like to roll perception on the body of Terry Sr. Okay, oh. go ahead. Uh, that was a nine. Uh, you can tell that I you search ser- the pockets and stuff. Oh, sure. Oh, sure. Uh, so you search the pockets and you come up with uh, 20 gold. Hell yeah. Nice. On his person. I noticed that Glenn is looking at the body and only saw about half of what he should have. So I'm also <laughs> going to roll a perception check and I get a 16. You find an additional 20 gold. Hey. Ooh. You can tell that this person, this body was basically undead, that whatever form vampires take in this world, he is undead. So your hypothesis, it can be Terry Sr. because Terry Sr. died in Earthrealm, as you would call it in Mortal Kombat. Um, <laughs> could not necessarily hold weight. This still could maybe be Terry Sr. Uh, something could have just happened to bring him back from the dead. You're not really sure, but this is, he's definitely dead, dead right now, at least, or at least the rest of his body is. You don't really know how the decapitation thing works. Let me roll perception to see if there are business cards. Go ahead and roll perception to see if there are business cards. I got a 10 plus one, 11. You see a single business card tucked into his coat pocket and it just says, you're welcome. Strong formatting. <laughs> I'll just take this. This doesn't seem like we're going to be able to 
find anything else from this guy, give him a couple of kicks with the uh, old toe as a sort of gesture and also to make sure he's fully <laughs> dead. old toe. Henry, <laughs> you, uh, Henry, you okay there, buddy? Henry has turned like a, a sort of like even whiter pale mm-hmm. and he's sitting in the corner and like his head seems to be spinning a little bit. Daryl looks and grabs like a, looks for like a bowl. Is there like a bowl anywhere around? I, I just, uh, Henry just waves him off. I ex- Give me a second, guys. And Henry walks into... Is there another room? Is it just outside? Yeah, you can walk outside. Henry walks outside. Wait, Henry, there's... As he walks outside, you heard the sound of it happening, but now it's confirmed that the little girl vampire that was fighting you guys is just unconscious on the ground. And just as you exit, you can see that the overcast sky that had put a pall over the entire land is beginning to clear. Some of the black fog that had twisted the tree roots is beginning to move away. Life is coming back to the town. Henry checks on the little girl, so she's, like, breathing. Yeah, she is unconscious, but breathing. Okay, Henry takes out his phone, and Henry is going to call Mercedes Oak Garcia. Oh, shit, okay. Oh, okay. Why don't you roll for your phone? You want to get higher than a two. 17. Okay. Hello? Hi, honey, it's, it's Henry. Hey, hey, what's going on? <sighs> I have something very, very important I, I, I need to tell you, honey. Oh, okay. Mia Moore. Oh, oh, my lioness, <laughs> my lion, my strong, strong lion. Let me, let, let me go. Let me, let me, let me get out of the, uh, we're, we're currently interviewing, uh, Noam Chomsky. I gotta get to a, a broom closet or something a little quieter so I can focus on this conversation. Okay. I'm sorry to bother you at work. That's fine. Lo siento. <laughs> Tayama, no, no problem. So th- there's been an incident. Do you remember what, how long has it been since I left this morning? Uh, about four hours. Oh my God. Okay. We were on our way to the game, and, and I'm going to tell you something crazy, but I know that, like me, you're a kindred spirit who believes in powers beyond the normal and the natural, who, 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 who believes in a greater plane of spirituality. And so yeah, I'm just going to ask bodies. you to take, take this on faith. We've crossed over into another realm. There seems to be witches and warlocks. And we're in a fantastical world, and the boys are missing. And I'm looking for them. We've been here for weeks. And I didn't call you uh, because this whole time I was just kind of hoping if I didn't talk about it, it wouldn't really be happening. It wouldn't really be real. And I figured, you know, it would just be something that would fix itself. You know, I wouldn't have to deal with the reality of it. But something something happened and we we did something and someone someone died and I'm... I need your strength right now and I'm really scared and I I just wanted I, I just want you to know that I love you and that I'm fighting to get our boys out and there's something I need to ask you as well. Okay, okay. That was that was a lot. Okay. So first off, thank you for for calling me. Thank you for giving me all this information. It, it takes a lot to reach out. I'm 100% I'm on your side. I do need to ask, did you get into Glenn's stash <laughs> how do you know about glenn's stash we did all the research on the other dads before they went You're on the, so the, smart yeah i just, oh, I, just I wish I you just, were I, here i just checked it on facebook on the other dad <sighs> just to make sure and he felt like he might be no might be hitting the, the gun it's really happening babe it's really like a, a narnia situation oh my gosh and, oh no uh, that's so that's oh that's kind of 
exciting, but it's, it sounds awful. It sounds <laughs> awful. So wait, what's the, you need to ask for something? What's going Look, on? Look, we're fighting our little butts off over here trying to get these boys back, but a strong man admits when he needs help and we need help. So it's, this is going to be a weird request, but I need you to like form a coven or something or like, you know, like our Wicca friends or like that girl, Cheryl, you know, who's really into the crystals. Just get everyone together and see if you can open a portal or something. Oh. You know, I, I know it sounds kind of kooky, but I just, I, I would feel stupid if I didn't try. No. You know what? Absolutely. I, I will get on Wikipedia. I will bring together all the different, uh, the witches of the North and the South, the ones on the East and the West are at convention, so it's probably going to be really hard to get to them. But I think WitchCon is going on later this month. Maybe there's something There's something there. I don't know. I just, you're smarter than me. Well, the thing is, if I wait a couple months, then it sounds like It'll time be about is, 20 years. Yeah, time so, is dilating. Okay, yeah, time is, yeah, so okay. To, okay, okay, okay. Are our boys okay? The boys, it's 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 complicated, but I'm I'm working on it, and I need you to trust me that I'm going to do everything I can. And I love you, Mercedes. I love you too so much. We are going to get through this together. On the one hand, it's very validating to be proven right about all our fantasy bullshit <laughs> that we've been saying for years. Oh boy. Okay. All right. Yes, I'm going to fuck Dom Chomsky. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna peace out. I'm gonna. No might be able to help. Tell no. <laughs> okay. I love you. I got to go back to figuring this shit out. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll be in touch. All right. I love you. Bye. <laughs> Incidentally, by the way, Wiccanpedia doesn't exist. <laughs> Wiccanpedia oh does that, right? No. It doesn't? Wicca, it's, like, it's like being squatted by some dirty cheater. Oh, that's bullshit. We should have yeah. that. While, while he was talking, uh, Daryl walks over and is, checks in on uh, Payton. Hey there, uh, hey there Payton. How, how, how you doing? Pretty, hey, pretty rough, right? boxing. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing there, Payton? I'm fighting the greatest enemy there is, myself. <laughs> so you you okay about everything that just happened? I got no problems with it. It was a bad man tried to kill us. We put the hurt on him. Peyton, I, I appreciate you being there for us, uh, little buddy. That was uh, I, I know that was rough, and, and I think your dad... Do you have a dad? Yeah, no, I, I fucking hate him. Oh. He's the one who dropped me off in the UFC in the first place and left me for dead. Oh, I ended well, up liking the fighting, but I still kind of resent the, you know, abandonment stuff. Well, screw that guy. I, I'm proud of you, Peyton. Good job. I pr- hey, you know what? Mm-hmm. I'm proud of you. <laughs> Daryl turns away to hide the tear <laughs> forming in his eye. Yeah, all right. Henry re-enters. <laughs> Gentlemen, I needed to I, I just it was a lot. And this is a lot. And we we may have just done permanent emotional damage to Ron's stepson. So tomorrow's another day. We gotta we gotta keep going. And this team's gonna keep going. And if Hell there's yeah. and if there's something to be done for that for your poor sweet stepboy Ron, we're gonna do everything we can for him, okay? Ron looks at the body of the former Terry Senior and says, Oh, I, I just can't figure out what he had that I didn't. I mean, I have a head now. <laughs> And he still prefers this headless dad. We're gonna we're gonna get through it. We're gonna sort through that with your with with Terry Jr. Oh, I don't want to do anything with Terry. I'm mad. I'm mad as hell. I risked my life to protect him, and he didn't even want to be protected. But he need to be protected because all all children need to be protected. And here's the thing. I'm pissed the fuck off at my stepson. Whoa. I I wasn't a stepdad. I was I was the dad that stepped up and he stepped me two steps down. So Well, maybe it's important to try and see it from your kid's point of view, uh uh Ron, you know, like from his point of view, you kind of uh killed his dad again. 
Well, I guess we all did, but I mean, he seems to blame you for it. Yeah, he Whew. blames you primarily, it looked like. Yeah, I hear what you're saying, and I'm pissed the hell <laughs> off. <laughs> Cause that guy was gonna was gonna kill us. He was well. I mean, he may have made me a cool vampire, which would have been awesome. And I could have called my friend Beth in Los Angeles and talked about <laughs> it. I could have been like, Beth, I'm a vampire. But um, he he tried to hurt us real bad, and I I just. I mean, no one's doubting that we did what we had yeah, to we do. Had to do what it's we had almost to do wrong, as if you can do whatever you can to get somebody to love you, and they still might not love you, and that's, that's just ridiculous. That's that's true, Ron. Ron. Ron, have you have you ever lost anybody before that you really cared about? Next question. <laughs> What's going with Terry right now? Just remember, he he lost his dad, and he was going through a lot, and you were there for him. Like you said, you stepped up, but whatever happened, whoever this guy actually was, if it was Terry or not. He, for a moment, felt like he got his dad back. And I don't think you can take everything he just said, you know, don't take it to heart. You know, you're going to have to work on this. It's going to be difficult. But he's going through a lot right now. He just got somebody back that he thought he lost. And now he lost him again. And I agree. Hey, everybody, we we did what we had to do. We all were going to die. Yes, that was an act of self-defense. Again, but no anyone asked. And we're going to fix this. But, you know, try. He sell off hurtful stuff. You, frankly, said some more hurtful a lot more hurtful stuff as well. But I understand you're going through a tough thing too, but just like you are, he is too. And we're going to, we're going to get him back and we're going to fix this. You know, I'll say this, Ron, sometimes my beautiful boys, Lark and Sparrow, give me what, you know, I like to call the business. (laughs) (laughs) The the business you say? They like to give. I'm a businessman myself. You're a businessman. So I think you'll understand that sometimes they don't want to eat food that's healthier for them than the food they want to eat. Sometimes they want to have, you know, processed meat and i think that they should you know stick to a yeah, sort of soy alternative soy alternative <laughs> are we talking about your kids or me here <laughs> henry they throw a big stink sometimes and they say stuff like i hate you dad and fuck you and you know that really stinks the old butthole and it's really those, wor- those words huh and and sometimes i get madder than a whole nest of hornets about it but you know what <laughs> Being a dad sometimes means doing things that your kid is not going to like, you know, like feeding him, you know, a, a nice soy burger instead of a beef burger or, or killing his biological father. again. If he yeah. happens to be attacking you and you have to do something in self-defense. But the important thing is that it's OK for your kid to feel angry and to not into, you know, you got to tr- try to help them express in a healthy way. But they're not going to like everything you do. And part of being a dad is doing what's right for them anyway. And I just, huh. oh, yeah. Glenn's like furrowing his brow, like, what a weird thing for someone to say. <laughs> what a dumbass. That's completely against my thing, but I'll keep quiet, I guess. <laughs> Hippies, right? Jeez. I'll say one other thing for you, Ron. You, you mentioned that sometimes, you know, you can love and love and love someone, and no matter what th- you do, they don't love you back. Well, sometimes you can love and love and love someone who, who isn't good to you, and no matter how bad they are, you still love them. And maybe that's what oh. Terry has going on with his dad, yeah. you know? And that can be really complicated. So I think the important thing is you screw up sometimes, but you power through, you move on from the severed head, and you go re-unsever your relationship yeah. with your stepson you don't love somebody because yeah. they're gonna love you back like you love them because you love them and, yeah. and that's the way reason you do it doesn't matter if you've been you know if you're your son or you've been married for 20 years or whatever it is i mean you love somebody because that's that's what you're supposed to do it's almost like I, I, I it's not like an obligation but you know it's what you want yeah that seems kind of like handcuffs it's, it seems it's, like <laughs> not fun it's almost like maybe love is kind of hard it is like that 
I mean, it's only, it's always hard, right? It's never, it's never I, easy. I, but is that what a dad's got to like? do what a dad's got a dad. I like, th- I love one. that. You know what? Hands what? in the middle, everyone. Let's, I'm so confused, but okay, sure. Let's, go, this, let's, stop, let's stop this talking. Let's get, let's get back in the game, gentlemen. All let's, right. let's do this thing. Dad's got to do what dad's, dad's got to dad. do. Dad's got to doodler what a doodler dad did. Doodler dad did, dude. <laughs> what the, the fuck did he just say? <laughs> Hands in the middle, Peyton. Go All doodlers right. on three. One, two, two three. three. Doodlers. 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 What are we doing? What's a doodler? What happened to that kid? That was, in the, that was in the van, tearing up your van. Oh, good news. She's out there. She's taking a little nap. It seems like she's okay. It's sunny outside again. Guys, it's a beautiful bird. I'd like to suggest we all walk outside. <laughs> all right. So you all walk outside and... Uh, Roll perception. If you want to. 20. Wow, okay. I wasted that 20. <laughs> so you see- What do I see, Daddy Master? <laughs> <laughs> what do my daddy eyes witness? Uh, you see that at the top of the tower, you see that the mist that uh, Terry Jr. took the form of, that window that he slunk into, lights are intermittently flashing from within, blue, then green, then red, then white, on a seemingly irregular kind of cadence. Something is happening in the top room of I that tower. I think there's tower. a Wi-Fi router I think he's playing his <laughs> freaking kid playing Nintendo. I can't see it. Looks like he vaped and now is listening to EDM. You also... Uh, <laughs> Uh, you can also hear around you the trees uh, uh, surrounding this little town of Rokipurt beginning to creak and moan. And you can see Erin O'Neill on the roof of her house, oh, yeah. being, like punching there, being like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's happening. It's happening. It's happening. So, are yeah. the trees saying that, that anything? Hold, that, that the, the trees are not currently saying they're anything. They're just moaning. They're, they're like creaking, In like ecstasy. they're beginning to like stand <laughs> up almost. Like they're beginning to pull their roots out of the ground. Dad wow. huddle, dad huddle really quick. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, whispering so, we don't, so the witch doesn't hear us. Hey, um, are we sure she can't hear through the grass and stuff is I that speak like a- really speak really weird and quietly <laughs> we have to speak we have to really speak quiet. <laughs> everyone use your best accents and impressions do we i think we're gonna have to kill this witch <laughs> you're talking like somebody from the black lodge maybe it's like hard to hear through the grass <laughs> Do we kill this witch before she gets too powerful? Daryl, you gotta be better about disguising your voice. Hayden is blown away. He's like, you guys became different people. people might hear you. Who are these magicians in front of me? Well, uh, oh boy, are we all doing our, our Jimmy Stewart impressions? Oh, Mary, it looks like that. <laughs> Daryl, uh, why are you talking all goofy? All right, because what if you said that she might be able to hear us? I'm trying to say, should we kill this witch? She goes, what? <laughs> I mean, you said something about, you guys going to kill me? Somebody say no, a normal voice? No, no, no. I heard a normal voice say something about killing somebody. Uh, hey, ma'am, uh, we, it sounds like we did, we, did, we did something great here, didn't we? Yeah, you killed the fucking vampire. Thanks, man. So uh, that was like step one. What's step two of your plan? Uh, I was going to bring all my children up from the forest. Then we'd sort of take this village for ourselves and drive off the, the Like humans. approximately, give me a range. How long do you think that's going to take? Oh, probably a couple hours. It takes them a while to, you know, get the kinks out of their tree branches and all that kind of stuff. Why is it the people don't want to leave? I mean, they'll want to leave. 
Guys, but, I was I was ring. Probably <laughs> kill her in a surprise hey, attack. Hi, Daryl. You know, maybe we don't have to solve every problem by killing someone. Seems like we just learned maybe a, a valuable lesson about the emotional trauma of violence, and it seems all like we're already talking about killing people. All again. right, Mister Bear, cutting off heads and everything. This is a witch that's gonna kill this entire town if we don't do. I can something. almost hear what he's saying. It's too close to a normal voice. <laughs> I'm just saying, maybe we should take it one tower at a time. I have a question. Hello, uh, Aaron O'Neill? Yes. Uh, Hi. Could you... Here here would be my idea. Could you not take over the village? Is that an option? I mean, I guess I could, but they took it from me in the first place. Did they? I don't remember hearing about that. This belonged to nature, and then they came in and built their little town, and then they attracted the vampires, so it's all their fault that my, like, babies died. I have a follow-up question. Yeah. Are you nature? No. Well, then it doesn't sound like they took anything from you. Oh, well, are you your kid? No, but Well, then if somebody took your kid away, you would feel- Are you responsible for all of nature? (laughs) Yeah, I feel like it. That's that's the burden I've taken upon myself as a garden witch. Well, that's not- I mean- Hey, Henry, you're being remarkably intolerant of other religions and other cultures right now. It's a classic (laughs) nature-nurture debate. uh, Ron here is a businessman. Is there anything we could do to maybe at least stop you from doing this or or some sort of deal or maybe just delay it while we go? Why do you want to stop me? I have several business cards. It just seems like these people went through a lot. You know, they lost their kids and everything. It it just feels like a shame that they went through a lot. My kids went through even more. I, I, my I kids do want to were clarify and stuff. that these aren't your children. They're my children in a sense. Yeah, like, but we the, gonna, we're gonna this, the planet is a lot older than you are. Mm-hmm. I feel kind of, like, kind of a hypocrite saying this because back where I'm from, I consider myself something of an environmentalist. I, I voted for Dennis Kucinich. <laughs> <sighs> but I, I feel, she you says, know. You know of Kucinich? <laughs> <laughs> The Grand Druid of the Nine Realms? <laughs> Kucinich is a good fantasy name. Wait, wait, uh, I'm confused. Wait, Henry, wait, you don't have children? The, she means the, the trees and stuff. Wait, are, wait, so you're talking about trees? Yes. Like trees. this tree? With, yes, with I like- I throw th- my axe into the tree. Hey. Holy shit! That's a tree! So go, go ahead you're, and roll an attack. This seems like a bad idea. <laughs> this lady, you're all sitting here like nothing. This lady's going to kill these people uh, because of a bunch of freaking trees. Look, I, I get it, Henry. I respect your, I, I'm all for nature. We all got to breathe good air, but like, I, I'll eat that thing. That's a tree, goddammit. Oh, sorry. You'll but eat a tree. Calm down, Daryl. Okay, so. Calm down. So We got, triage. We got. As you, as you throw the triage? axe into the tree. Uh, God. You hear. <laughs> triage. You hear a. a Oh, God. Also, okay, so here's what happened. When Terry Jr. reacted with such agony at Who's Your Daddy Now, it shifted the polarity of your brains, and dad jokes are no longer uh, something that doesn't do damage to you. We're just straight back to them just doing a D4 of damage because that was always funnier. Okay. So we're just going to do that from now on. So everybody take a D4 of damage. A four. Woo-hoo-hoo, three you damage. You deserve it. One. All right, I'm down to 15 hit points, guys. I hope we don't get into a fight with this witch right now. So the uh, the tree that you threw the axe into, you see a bead of sap form on the blade of your axe, and it runs down in a rivulet, and then... Let's have some waffles, motherfucker! Hell yeah! Slowly, the, the, <laughs> the, the branches above it sort of bend at what would be an elbow if it were a humanoid, and 
push down into the ground and massive tree root legs come out of it. So what did you throw? Which axe? Did you throw the ward cleaver? No, no, no. I threw my normal, the great axe I normally have. Okay. Oh, when you said tree, you meant, you meant tree. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And where we come from, a tree is like a rock. Totally, total misunderstanding. Yeah, you should totally take over this village. Okay, why don't you roll, uh, <laughs> roll persuasion? That's the one. God, damn it. <laughs> okay. Uh. So she looks at you, uh, and sees, sees an almost complete lack of true remorse on your face. <laughs> That'd be an accurate read. And then raises her arms and she says, Children of the forest. Destroy them! No! And the, the forest around you, every tree, you hear every tree begin to yank itself out of the ground around you. And these uh, are some big ass children. <laughs> yeah, every every shrub, every oh flower, everything with stems begins to pull itself out of the ground and slowly amble towards you. I put my, my pocket and I click the buttons the side doors of the van open. Go, 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 go! I'm running for the van. I we barely survived the last fucking thing. Now there's a bunch of trees. Henry is furious. As Ron is running, he says, now my my doctor told me to eat uh, less meat, but I, I will eat more meat and less less vegetables, less less anything um with a plant in it, less trees. Roll persuasion. 14. Uh, so you see one of the trees that's slowly ambling towards you extends a branchy hand and it gives you like a thumbs up, but like, <laughs> but like just for you. I, I, I give him finger guns and I wink. <laughs> it now has advantage on charisma checks. Uh, Henry sees this and shouts to the trees. I've been a vegetarian since I was 10. All right, go ahead and roll. I got a 13. Won't that have the opposite? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Oh no! Roll again with disadvantage. Roll again with disadvantage. Fuck! (laughs) I got a nineteen. So so yeah, I guess with the coming after you now. Intimidation. So all them all them were sort of like splayed out and going for each of you individually, and then they hear I was a vegetarian for the last ten years, and they all stop and like trees don't have faces, but you can swear they all in unison turn to you, and then they start fucking sprinting. And it's. I'm gonna try and I regret nothing. (laughs) I'm gonna try and uh, cast Charm Person on uh, on Aaron. Okay, is she fighting us? Uh, Yeah, I would say so. So that's gonna be an advantage uh, for a 13 Wisdom saving throw. In character, I'm gonna basically say carnivore diet for life, baby. Yeah, nonstop protein and meat. I love it. All right. (laughs) So she hears that and she goes. You I like. <laughs> Hell yeah, I throw the horns up. Just you I like. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Dungeons and Dice is brought to you this week by Chime. Ding dong, it's summertime. Oh, wow. It's, it's just, summer should be about I'm chilling warm. with your bros and warmth. Not financial stress, but with a Chime Secure Credit Builder Visa Credit Card, it's easy to start building credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments with no annual fees or interest. And if your credit scores grow, so too Will do your, your opportunity. PP? Well, maybe, actually. Okay. Will Chime get my bot ready for swimsuit season? It will get your... 
uh, credit score ready for loan and car or home season. <laughs> so yes. <laughs> Chime credit bill or Visa credit card. Here's what it's got. No annual fees, interest, or credit check to apply. Use it everywhere Visa credit cards are accepted. Build credit using your own money. And there's like all some sorts of extra features. So for example, fee-free overdraft with SpotMe. You can overdraft up to $200 without fees with SpotMe when you set up a qualifying That's direct a, deposit. Where's Waldo uses SpotMe? True. <laughs> After Waldo sets up a qualifying direct deposit and he signed up for SpotMe, Chime will spot Waldo up to your limit when Waldo makes a credit card purchase or cash withdrawal that sees Waldo's bounce if they can find him. Oh, wow. How do you think Waldo affords going to all those places? He's traveling all the time. It must cost a fortune. He's probably using Chime to build up credit to hey, take out, I out. guess, and, loans and, to take trips places. And here's yeah. the thing. When, when Waldo goes around, there's like 60,000 plus fee-free ATMs. Waldo can go to any ATM. He could be anywhere. That's but more they than the can't top find three. him on the security They can't find him on the security camera. Cameras. That's more than the top three national banks combined. So you can easily find an ATM near you with the Chime app. Send and receive money too. Chime to pay anyone, including Waldo. Chime members are not in cash out your money fee free. With Chime Secure Credit Card, you can improve your credit scores all summer long. Get started today at Chime.com slash daddies. That's Chime.com slash daddies. Chime. Bro, you know that Waldo is married because he's always hiding from the wife. Dang. Chime feels That's like who progress. you play. Yep. That's who you play and where's Waldo? You play his wife yeah, looking for him. And I'm just nagging him all the time. Poor guy's just hiding out. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by the Bancorp Bank NA or Stride Bank NA. Spot me eligible requirements and overdraft limits apply out of network ATM withdrawal and OTC advance fees may apply terms and conditions apply go to chime.com slash disclosures for details Dungeons and Dice is brought to you this week by Hymns Hymns uh, it's boner pills that's y'all. special somebody Dungeons and Daddies is brought to you in a discreet package this week oh wow <laughs> delivered to your doorstep by Hymns uh, sick of the one size fits all method, especially when it comes to your erectile dysfunction treatment. Yes. Good news, you got options now with Hims. Hims is changing men's healthcare by providing access to affordable sexual health treatments from the comfort of your couch. Mm. From the they spelled comfort wrong. <laughs> oh so Hims provides access to doctor trusted ED treatment options such as chewable hard mints, brand name treatments. Wait, like are they chewable or are they hard? They're chewable. So are I, wait, you. Can I get a hard yeah. mint that makes my penis chewable? <laughs> <laughs> Brand name treatments like Viagra or generic alternatives are up to 95% cheaper. The process is simple, 100% online. Answer a series of questions on their site, and a medical provider will determine the right treatment option. And if prescribed, your medication ships to you for free. No insurance necessary. It's not free, though. The shipping is free. The, shipping's the medication free. is, you're going to still you're, pay money, obviously. Pay for that, yeah. They're not just handing out boner pills That'd at Biden's America. Pretty sick. Yeah. They should do like the Red Bull ladies. Do you know what oh I mean? Oh, my God. God. I would imagine? love to be a Red Bull woman for boner pills. If ED is getting you down, it's time for you to join the hundreds of thousands of trusted him subscribers and get treated. Start your free online visit today at hymns.com slash daddies. That's H-I-M-S dot com slash daddies for your personalized ED treatment options. Hymns.com slash daddies. Hard mints are chewable compounded products which are not approved by or verified for safety or effectiveness by the FDA. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. So basically, everybody, you can get one action before they're on top How of you. How far away is the tower? So the tower is basically, so when you're- Is in, it one action away? <laughs> <laughs> it would be a little bit of a drive to get from here to the tower. So basically, once you're in the van, you can either speed out of the town, 
or you can drive to the tower. But the tower is sort of in a cul-de-sac, so once you drive there, the, the trees are going to be basically they'll have boxed you in. Okay, I think we should go for the tower. This vampire's probably got something in there that can help us fight these trees, and then we can stop this forever. If we just speed off, the trees are still going to rip apart the tower. Yeah, and we got to save this town. Yeah, we got and Terry. Terry's still up there. Yeah, we got to All right. To the tower! Daryl, as he runs, he picks up the girl. Okay. That's his action. If if no, I, great. if that's I have a girl, okay, I pick her up and I throw her in the. I, well, I throw her into the van. <laughs> like gently, I mean, I I try not to hurt her, but I put her in the van as quickly as I can and get in the front seat. Yeah, Henry's action is to try to do a Dukes of Hazard slide across the hood of this minivan Ooh, and hop inside. It's got to be a roll. God damn it! <laughs> Fucking got a two. <laughs> so you you do this slide, but it ends up more like a bare naked ladies one week uh, music video kind of slide where like you get halfway across and then you kind of just fall off the side and it looks more embarrassing than if you'd completely face planted. You're just sort of standing in front of the, the hood. It's just humiliating. Just, just, it's okay. just awkward and I, weird. I, I, I clamber into the minivan. Cool <laughs> move, Henry. Buckle Thanks, up, Ron. buckle up. Roll call, Peyton. Peyton, Peyton's here. I feel like I could take what are these trees if you need to no, like no, buy no, some time? hold on. So as Aaron is charmed by me, she's going to regard me as a friendly acquaintance. So I'm going to watch everybody clamber into the minivan. I'm going to look up and shout at Aaron. Hey, sorry, I left my guitar in there. Can you guys, can you just hold off these guys while I just grab my guitar from inside? They'll let you go through it. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, cool. Thanks. All the trees like gesture toward the house with their big branch I arms, but they're still fist, like I hold a fist bump out for one of the like alders, <laughs> like the smaller alder tree, maybe. Sorry, I go for a fist bump for the tree. Oh, yeah. They they like. Nice. Check that one off the old bucket list. <laughs> That's the sound of a fist bump canonically <laughs> for the trees. So do I, how much time do I have? Do I have a time for one action inside? Yes. Dude, just trust me here. Give me 10 seconds. I'm, I'm right. Leave the door open. I turn on the engine. and I'm like, I'm like revving dirt back into the faces of the trees. All right, guys, what are we going to listen to? <laughs> Put on whatever you want, Ron. I put on Rush's, the tr- what's the tr- their tree song? Oh, God, yes. The trees, I believe. There is unrest in the forest. That one? There's trouble with the trees. Yeah. Yes. We're listening to the trees right now. Okay, so while I'm inside, I kind of want to do something that's a little bit of a secret and not reveal what it is until later. So how, how can we resolve that? You can just make a roll. I'll take it on faith, depending on what the outcome of that roll is, if what you wanted to do happens or not. And then you could explain it to the group in canon. Okay, so that'll be... I'm going to burn an advantage on this one. Um, okay, I have a base roll of 14, but depending on... I don't know what the modifier will be, but we'll just say 14 for now. Okay. I am on the edge of my fucking seat right <laughs> now. So I disappear into the house for a second, and then moments later, I'm reemerge, guitar in hand, and I'm like, go, 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 go! Okay, so you're running towards the van now. Yes. So then seeing seeing uh, Glenn run towards the van, I'm going to pop up, and the, the Odyssey has an automatic... Uh, Yes, back, a little right? button All on right, the cool, left. Cool, cool. So I press the I press the mag back, so the trunk starts opening up, and as it's opening, I'm peeling out and spinning so that the back of the car faces Glenn, giving him a nice little place <laughs> to hop into. Right, so you're gonna hop in. Yeah, I'm gonna try and hop in and like toss God. everything into the open trunk. Sweet. <laughs> okay, I feel about right. Yeah, yeah sounds that great. sounds good. That's uh, what is what athletics maybe? Yeah, twelve. 12 will get you in the in the car, yeah. So we have in our van heading towards the tower, everyone, me hanging out the back a little bit. Including an unconscious kid. And inclu- unconscious kid, okay. So I'm driving as fast as I can to the tower. Okay, great. So Payne's like, so what happened back there? Insurance, baby. <laughs> what the hell was that? What well, did he get? What happened? Well, she said that she checked out a lot of books from the library. So I wanted to bust in and just steal a book so that 
the library will take care of her and fix this problem ourselves. Oh, wow. Oh, shit. That's really good. <laughs> like, That's I wanted to bust really in and, good. like, while I was looking around there, like, you know, grab a book and be like, woo, we out. And, and it's like, hey, this problem, like, solves itself, guys. So what book do you think you grabbed? Ooh, it will probably be, like, some... Did you have thing. time to pick a book? Or did you just book? pick a random one? I picked a random one. Okay, well, you picked a random one, then I'll tell you what you did. You get you got Grand Druid Kucinich's... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> It should literally just be whatever his book that he wrote was. Oh, yeah. Did, oh, did he write a book? I'm, I'm sure okay, he yes. wrote a book. I'm sure more than one. Oh, okay. So it's A Prayer for the Forgotten Realms. <laughs> <laughs> By Grand Druid Kucinich. <laughs> you know, Dennis Kucinich wasn't really what America needed, but he sure was what we need right now. <laughs> he was the hero we wanted, but <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Uh, is anything stopping us from driving full speed to this? Nope. You make it to the uh, the dark tower. What's the door nice. look like? The, TM, do TM. the door is basically uh, the size of a six foot tall man. Like it's big enough for a tall guy to go through. It's not big enough for like the van to fit through. Okay. I do that power slide again to try to get the... Perfectly flush? Yeah, try to get it perfectly flush. Okay, roll your car driving skill. God, you're going to wreck your fucking van. So 15. All right, cool. Uh, yeah, no, you, you, you do it perfectly. You just... Man, you practiced that one, huh, Daryl? Yeah, I mean, I got I got 13 on my minivan stats. I mean, 13, what does that I got plus mean, three Darryl? on my minivan stat. That's, I, that's the score you get when you get the special license you need for a minivan. <laughs> oh, like on your test. Yeah. I see. There's a game called Dungeons and Dragons where they have point values <laughs> assigned to things. I thought it might have been an oblique reference to that. No, no, no. I don't play that shit. <laughs> <laughs> So the tower is, it, it looks like it's about 20 stories tall, but you can tell from the angle of the windows and the way that they're dotted around the tower uh, as it sort of goes upward that a lot of that is probably just stairs. Um, <laughs> just poor use of space. Just Fucking bad really architects. It's almost as if somebody tried to design a dungeon but didn't want to put that many rooms inside of it. <laughs> huh. um, like a linear stair yeah, Kind of a linear one way, and one way and that's it. Kind of no real exploration. Kind of thought it would be better for an audio podcast because you can't really see the map kind of thing. Um, I'm like, well, I'm going to get my steps in today. Do you have least. a map out? I, even if it's a straight line, I would like a map. It helps me. Yeah, I can, yeah I'll, I'll give you a map. <laughs> Anthony is raising his middle <laughs> finger directly <laughs> at map. Straight line. This, this one goes up and this line. one goes down. <laughs> uh, this tower looks like it sprang up so just sort of in the center of a uh, forest. Like, you can see trees that are there that are just bisected vertically as if the tower wasn't there, and then just boom, suddenly it was. It doesn't feel like it was built brick by brick. Like, it just boom, just appeared. Other trees are sort of, like, trying to wilt away from it. The ones that still have uh, some of the black mist inside of it are, are, are still a little bit gnarled and curly, but you can sense that uh, some of the life is coming back into them. The tower, despite the fact that it no longer has that sort of necrotic fog around it is still a very intimidating structure and just looking at it kind of chills you a little bit what's uh, it made out of it is made out of black stone like it's almost shiny it feels smooth to the touch if you hey, wanted to touch Henry, it is this uh obsidian golly gee willikers i do a uh, geology roll mm -hmm. god loving this rock Fuck! oh uh, wait i'm gonna use inspiration i cannot i cannot <laughs> whip a geology you cannot roll. whip a geology roll what would I add to that perception uh yeah perception all right i got a 14 yeah, 14 lets you know. Yeah, it is definitely Obsidian. It's Obsidian. What's Obsidian, Henry? It's a company that makes really great, kind of underrated role-playing games. Ah. Finally, I get to share some rock knowledge. I'm so excited someone asked about the rocks. Obsidian is a naturally- Is there a little rock knowledge, the like little theme song maybe underneath this? Yeah. Can we get like a little drum beat? And like a little bit of like a little- Yeah. 
Rocks rock. Obsidian is a naturally occurring volcanic glass formed as an extrusive igneous rock. You don't have to be an ignoramus to know that obsidian is one cool piece of stone that is produced when felsic lava extrudes from a volcano and cools rapidly with minimal crystal growth. Sounds to me like this tower may have erupted from the mantle of the Forgotten Realms Earth crust. Fascinating. <laughs> Earth crust. And you can definitely see where Henry's knowledge tapered into Will's knowledge at the end of that <laughs> sentence. <laughs> Obsidian Tower, beautiful brown oak door. Do you want to go in? How long before those trees catch up to us? So the, the trees will catch up to you, and it looks like at the rate that they're going, uh, since they're big, slow, kind of dumb trees. Like the, the camera zooms in on me, and I'm doing like the mathematical equations <laughs> yeah, right, to show right, up, like the beautiful like Pythagorean mind. theorem E equals MC squared. <laughs> yeah. um, Just like math equations have nothing to do with rate of travel, which is all this is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it looks like you probably got about 20, 30 minutes till they get here. Uh, Ron would like to try something that he tried uh, a couple episodes ago. I mean, a couple hours ago. <laughs> So he looks up and he, he says, Rapunzel, Rapunzel, let down your hair. You hear a voice go, fuck you. And you recognize <laughs> it as the voice of Terry Jr. Terry Jr., Terry Jr., let down your hair. I don't know if your hair has grown out since I saw you. Um, Five minutes ago? Five minutes ago when you killed my dad? Yeah. Leave. Just go. Wait, it's, this is good? You're starting a dialogue. We, yeah, we're... Hey, we're starting a dialogue. <laughs> you see and then you hear a lightning bolt shoot out of the window Whoa. and then a loud crack that echoes and no response from Terry Jr. Hey, Terry, could you just come down here? It's easier if you just come down and talk to us like last time rather than us going all the way up there. He does. He just comes down. You don't have to do the tower at all. <laughs> Maybe he left and he's not here anymore. Maybe he did the mist thing again, but with lightning. Terry, are you still up there? No answer. No answer. Well, I think he's giving you the silent treatment. I've seen this a lot with my boys when they stomp up up to their room yeah. when they don't want to have their overnight oats for dessert. So we uh, could. So sorry, wait, wait, sorry. What? <laughs> what? Holy oh, shit! Overnight oats. You gotta yeah. enjoy them. They're a treat. Oh no! I'm Freddie and Glenn are both completely unfamiliar the, with this. In the Oak what? household, it's a tradition to have your overnight oats right before you have an overnight sleep. And Friend, you have overnight seen, oats for dessert? You've seen me buy overnight oats and eat them. Do you know what overnight oats no, are? No, I don't. I've never. Oh, is that a real thing? I thought They're you were just delicious. making up the idea of oats as dessert. Oh, okay, I was. But <laughs> yeah. overnight oats are a real thing. You you get some. Hey, folks, Will Campos <laughs> and Henry Oak here to tell you about overnight oats. Healthy snacks. Overnight oats is like when you put oats and then you soak them in a little milk or some yeah. almond milk oh, overnight and they soak up. It's kind of like cold oatmeal. And then you have like with like a banana and like a little you know some raspberries in the morning. It's really good. Guys. It's like healthy rice pudding. Mix some mix some peanut butter in there next time, yeah. why don't you? I can feel my cholesterol lowering already. <laughs> yeah, we should get in here. With the the reason I power slid the van was to block the door so nobody else could come in. Anthony is losing his fucking mind right now. <laughs> I'm looking at bullet, like, I'm looking at like, a bullet point list of things that'll happen <laughs> <laughs> once you get in the fucking tower. All right, all right, quick dad huddle. Here's Here are the two options. You we sack get, of human refuse. We can get into the tower, or how much do we have about 20 minutes to maybe think of a way that we can get Terry Jr. <laughs> out of the tower? So you're saying what we could either... What do you dads think we should do? We can either go in the tower, or we could not go in the tower. <laughs> oh, my God. There's a, a storm and a flood comes. 
<laughs> I'm just saying my vote is we should go in the tower. That's why I drove here. Uh, well, I want to make sure we, we, we check all our options. We could try to light the tower on fire to smoke out Terry Jr. That might kill him. That's we could true. try all the things we've tried before to avoid... Um, <laughs> But one at a time, we're rolling for each. I want to poke the unconscious girl in the car and see if she wakes up. Hey, hey, wake up. (laughs) Get in the tower. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, first of all, how are you doing? Are you okay? Uh, Yeah, no, I'm, oh, God. Oh, I'm fine. Oh, the light's really bright. Oh, your neck has a gnarly scar. Oh, God. Oh. No, it's like cool looking, though. Oh, okay, cool, cool. cool, What's your name, little girl? She says, my name's Clementine Krembatinic. And that was sent to us Aww. by Valerie Wagner. Thank Very you so much. Very good name. Did I die? Am I dead? I think. And she's feeling for her pulse. And she's like, Actually, okay. I'm not so sure. I think I'm alive. And she holds out her hand for one of you to like check her pulse. I give her a high, high five. five. <laughs> hey, Daryl Wilson, nice to meet you. I put my hand over her handshake. <laughs> so, so you just grab her hand and so, start shaking you know, it? Two men <laughs> high five her hand and then another clamps over their hands with a handshake. So is what like, just happened. She's like, so I am dead. This doesn't make any sense. <laughs> this is hell. This well, is very weird. This. With a handshake this week, you might as well be dead, little girl. <laughs> yeah, you really dunked on me there. <laughs> so... Can you tell us a little bit about what happened to you? Oh, God. The French guy came into town, and he sang, and a bunch of us came to his tower, and I kind of don't remember anything. But the pain on my neck makes me think that he definitely turned me into a vampire or something. I turned, Was I a vampire? I was a vampire. Yeah, you were yeah. a vampire. You were uh, a hell of a vampire. Uh, did I kill anybody? Um, Unknown. Unknown. Yeah, no idea. You tried to kill us. I was really mad at you, actually. Well, I'm glad you didn't kill me. Thank you for not killing me. I mean, we tried. Yeah. We did stop, though. I mean, that's yeah. I we killed somebody it. else instead. Okay, some stuff's coming back. Uh, the other kids, the other kids he took. That oh, if, how many if, other kids are there? There was like five or six of them, but he also had a bunch of them as like his guards and stuff like that. The ones that I was with, they might still be waking up. They might still be in the basement. We should probably go get them. Oh my gosh, there's a, in the basement of the tower. Yeah, I guess. Okay, what else can you tell us about this tower? Do you remember anything? That the front door's fucking unlocked. <laughs> Little girl, you don't need to use that language with us. Uh, so so the, the tower, as far as I can remember, like <laughs> the French guy like lived on the upper floor and God, it, it felt horrible. He would always like, when he sucked from our necks, it didn't feel like he was taking just blood. It felt like he was taking like something more that I can't really put my like finger on. Bone marrow? Or? Like white blood cells. No, like Plasma. something from my like mind. Something that you might find out if you went inside the tower. Good manners, the way you're talking. Yeah, no, well, I, I'm i sorry if I feel crusty after waking up, after I've, having almost killed people with two big holes in my neck that apparently look badass, but I can't tell because I don't have a mirror. Oh, these work for you now, and I pull down the little side mirror thing, you know. <laughs> she goes, oh, cool. <laughs> okay, well, we're going to go in there. I can understand how it might be kind of scary for you to go back in there considering all the bad stuff that yeah, happened. Yeah, I mean, I prefer not to. Okay. There are a bunch of killer trees outside, so it oh, might, be, might be safer in there. Yeah, never the mind. Only... I'm coming with you. Never okay. mind. Right, well, let's let's do, go let's, inside. Let's do, hey, two adults in front, the kids in the middle, two adults behind. That sounds great. Peyton hears that and immediately goes to the behind. He's like, yeah, it's a good play. <laughs> Ron hears that and immediately goes to the middle. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Daryl looks and nods like, that's probably bright. <laughs> <laughs> good enough. Let's go. So you enter the tower. God, what do you call a room when you like enter a fucking house? It's a like foyer? The, is it foyer or foyer? I've never it's known foyer. that. It's foyer. Uh, nope. Is it not? It is a foyer. It's uh, a maybe lobby in room. Rockefeller. Yeah, so you enter, you enter the foyer. You see a bat perched on top of a tapestry depicting Terry Sr. And it opens its mouth. And without its like lips or its jaw moving, you hear the voice of Terry Sr. come out. And you hear it say, uh, hey, Welcome to the foyer of my home. Little Borat. <laughs> my wife. 
<laughs> so Terry Senior like recorded his voice into yeah. a bat as a greeting. As a bat with its mouth still open goes, this is one of my many mucking bats. I've recorded information to pass on to any visitors who might wish to enter. Ron doesn't like it, but he sure as hell respects it. <laughs> Do these bats respond to our questions? Like Alexa? You, you asking uh, Terry Jr. this? No, Terry Senior. I'm talking to the bat. Oh, you oh. It works, so, so you got to gotta say, hey, Terry. Hey, Terry. <laughs> so the bat with its mouth still open, you hear the voice go, do not try to communicate with the bats. These have been pre-recorded things I've said into their mouths, which they only have the power to repeat word for word by opening their own larynxes for uh, my beautiful voice. Environmental storytelling through <laughs> audio logs. This truly is an obsidian tower. <laughs> God damn it. Everybody take a D4 fucking damage. That's really good, though. Holy shit, that's really good. Oh, one. Four damage, you're going to kill me. That's great. Hey, Terry. Fuck you. Thank you so much for coming into my home. You've clearly been invited, because otherwise you'd be dead. He's slowly he turning Italian. into Mario. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for playing my game. <laughs> all right. Does all the right. intro look like that? This is, in my head right now, just a Black Obsidian version of the Mario Tower from Mario 64. <laughs> yeah, pretty much exactly. It's a big old staircase. Yeah, it's, it's the fucking, like the eternal one that goes up. It's like a straight shot up to the right of just this staircase. It doesn't even make Euclidean sense. It feels like it's going straight in one direction, like not curving around a tower to your right. And to your left, you can see... Big Candle. painting of a babam. <laughs> uh, you can see candlesticks mounted on the wall going downward, presumably into some sort of uh, basement as, that gets darker and darker as it curves around the tower. Hey, fellow dads, uh, it's I don't know about you, but I'm feeling pretty like a uh, 14 out of 45 HP right now. Hey, this is Matt talking instead of Daryl. What's all of our HP? I have a. You know, I can I can cast some spells. I'm full. I'm 21 out of 27. Well, we got this potion of healing, which will give we us... We should use up my spells first, though. I got an idea. Let's take that potion. I pull out one of my Daryl Pale Ales. I don't think we I'm should... Like, I'm like, let's uh, mix this bad boy up. You know, alcohol helps the... You know, kind of increases the effects of Tylenol and stuff. Probably tastes okay. We what? can all take a sip of this. I don't... Okay. <laughs> You're not supposed to mix alcohol with Tylenol. No, I know. It's dangerous because you could feel too good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Glenn, can you toss that uh, oh my God. potion over? I really need I about 34 HP. I think you should drink HP. this on its own, but sure. I cast Cure Wounds on Daryl. <laughs> All right, go ahead and roll for that healing. 13 plus 3. You just got healed for 16 HP, my friend. I'm about to pour the potion into the beer. I'm like, huh, I feel pretty good. You know, maybe it's like a like a placebo effect. They say reaching for a cold beer is actually what makes you feel better. And the beer, you don't even need to drink it. So maybe we don't need to mix alcohol and medicine. I pour the I pour the potion. <laughs> listen, into, dear listeners, I pour the potion into the beer and then I put the twist off back on it. <laughs> Go, we'll just save this bad boy for later. Okay, we'll find out what that is. All I right. heal myself for eight. Great. Can I also get a little bit of that? Sure, I toss my bottle over to you. I drink it. Everyone <laughs> drinks it. All right, roll a uh, constitution saving throw. Natural 20. I'm, I'm going to do a statistical analysis on our rolls like now. <laughs> Anthony went and checked it. I did. It was absolutely natural 20. So it turns out, unfortunately for everyone, that the combination of hard drugs and uh, beer goes great. And you get the healing of two healing potions in that one drink. Oh. Wow. So you roll 4d4 plus 4. It'll probably heal you all the way up, considering you only had six yeah. you were losing, right? Yeah, Do actually, no extra? matter what, you yeah. will, you will fully heal. <laughs> okay, cool. 
All right. That was some quality D&D action right there. (laughs) Good stuff. So I do think uh, we should take Clementine's advice and check out the basement and see if there are any more kids down there. absolutely. Should we? We've been pretty, um, I would say, loose with uh, how... How much we should let the kids be involved in what's been going on? That's so a good do point. Do you think we should bring, you know, our little buddy over there? And well, I don't new- want to leave them alone in the town. Well, if there are kids trapped in the basement, then we could trap those kids down there too, and then just hold them all there. I mean, they could be safe down there. Yeah. Let's go down and find out. But before we enter any room, I think the adults should look to see if it's PG or maybe PG thirteen before letting the kids look. Okay. So, Payton and Clementine, you guys hang out back here, okay? Okay. You head downstairs. Basically, you're in a basement, and you see three things simultaneously, all of equal importance. First, on your right, you see that half of the room has basically been bisected, and uh, half of it is just a jail, essentially, with these cell bars uh, separating you from the inmates. And within the holding cell, there are six unconscious kids with bite marks on their necks. Guarding the cell are two very well-armored kids who are also unconscious, And across from them, on the opposite side of the room, are three treasure chests with a pool of blood that sort of is is smeared all around and in front of them. Yeah, let's not let's not touch that. That seems kind of gross to touch the treasure chests. Yeah, no, thank you. Are they like explodey treasure chests? Do you think? Glenn's just not a fan of bodily fluids on stuff. He's not going to just wade in there. And we should open up the treasure chest at let's some wake, point. Let's, let's wake up these kids first and foremost. But wait, some of them look pretty armed, and the other ones well, look pretty... Well, let's take their weapons. Let's kick their weapons away Good like idea. in a cool cop movie. Good idea. <laughs> Daryl goes to start disarming kids. Cool cop movie kids. about arresting kids. Make sure they don't have an ankle sword. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Daryl goes and starts disarming the kids. So as you do so, they begin to wake up. And you quickly realize, like, this is not going to be an issue because uh, the kids are like, Mom, Dad, oh, my God, what's going on? And they're feeling their necks and they're all freaking out. And then the kids within the cells begin to wake up and they're freaking out, too. And uh, Clementine looks at them and is like, oh, we're, we're fine. I think I think they killed I think they killed the French guy. And they're like, yay. Like, all of them are pretty psyched about it. Um, that was me, actually. Ron Stampler. Ron, we, we all Ron did Sampler? it. Ron, 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 <laughs> we Ron. That's right, Ron and all of his friends, uh, we all worked together and, and did it. This is Henry. My name's Daryl Wilson, everybody. I st- towards the closest camp, put my hand out. Nice to meet you. I'm shaking my, I'm shaking my head. We gotta read the room, man. The, the kid's still going, Ron, 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 high fives your hand. All right, and this is, uh, this is Glenn. Uh, hey, how do you get you kids out of here? One of the kids with the armor on him has a key ring on his belt, and he goes like, oh, I think probably one of the, and then he just opens up the prison. Hey, toss me that key ring, bud. Uh, he does. Nice. I catch it and I'm looking I'm like, how many keys are on this thing? Do we have a lot of doors that are locked or does this appear to be the only thing on it? There's basically two keys on it. One that unlocked the jail door and the other one that you can't tell what it unlocks yet. All right. Hey, what's the deal with these uh, treasure chest things? So one of the kids, the armor kid was like, I got this stuff that I was wearing from one of them. I don't remember which. I think it was a, it's like a, what do you call it? A trap. There's like a trap involved. Do you know where oh. that blood came from? probably is somebody trying to come in here and like free. There were other people that came in and tried to free us. Oh no. One was my dad. Yeah. <laughs> some of our parents tried to come in here for my dad. <laughs> like slowly like dawns on him, but like, yeah, they kind of came in and they, I'm not sure how, but they died. Side note. We're going to start like a support group for all these kids, you know, before we leave. I think we should do that. <laughs> yeah, it feels like the least we could do. A foundation. <laughs> how do we roll to like, see if we can tell what the trap is? Like um, perception. You can roll or? perception. What's a trap, everybody? Because I rolled a two. Trap is a kind of music, Daryl. It's oh, okay. played in a lot of clubs. It's sort of a dance music genre. What, what does that term come from? Trap. 
what does it come from? Actually, really? I don't know. It's, it's a name for the house where they like a. It's a dance club where they sell drugs. Oh, it's like a, it's like a trap house. It's a place where you know you can get uh, drugs and stuff. And you know, I guess they also play music. For everybody who thinks that I'm not as cool as Freddie, <laughs> he did not know what trap was. No one thinks either of you are cool right now. Trap is Two a muscle. fucking guys trying to figure out what trap music means on their Dungeons and Dragons podcast. <laughs> It's about a magnetic south from <laughs> Coolsville. That's what John knew what it meant was trying to find the words to express it. In, was, in your mind, just to be clear, somebody's listening to this going, I don't want to fuck Freddy as much, but that mad. <laughs> Someday. Uh, I got a 14 on my perception. Okay. So you can tell that two of these chests are not chests. They are in some way alive. Mm. Can I tell which ones? No, you can't. You're going to have to do other shit. Like if, if this is one of the things I don't like about D&D is like the role should just allow me to solve the thing. But the more fun version is like if in real life there were three chests in front of us and we had to figure out which one of them was not a living thing, like what would we do? Yeah. So that's sort of the puzzle here. Okay. So first step, let's get these kids out of the area of the room. True enough. Because I see blood, but I don't see body parts, which makes me think... Something got eaten. It was bad. <laughs> so let's get them out of here. If I see a lot of syrup on the ground and there's no waffle on the Daryl plate... Daryl was there. <laughs> Daryl was, sure. <laughs> Could really use that bat right now. Oh, that's a good... All right, kids, you need to leave this you room. You need to leave <laughs> right now. just get in the stairwell. <laughs> hey, Peyton, you're in charge, buddy. Yeah, I got him. All right, get those kids out and, how, and don't, don't go too far. do these kids respect the beast that is Peyton? These kids uh, initially like, why are we listening to you? And then Peyton's like, because they said you should. I'm the adult in the room. I'm the I'm the lion leader. Do you guys ever have lion leaders in kindergarten? No. no. We had we had when <laughs> we all leaders? when we all stood in line. If you were good, oh line leader, yeah. If you were a good oh, student, yeah. you got to be the person in the front of the line for when we went anywhere around campus. So the narc. So the yeah. narc, yeah. I was line leader more than a few times. Nice. <laughs> um, Freddie, that means narcotics officer. <laughs> Which are usually not welcome at a track. <laughs> a lot of people were like, ooh, I want to fuck Matt. But then they heard that Anthony was a line leader. <laughs> <laughs> he basically like flexes at the kids really hard. And they're like, Jesus, okay, you really care about this, huh? Um, and so they follow him into the stairwell. And he's like, cool, we're just going to sort of stand here in the stairwell where we can't see anything, but I could hear you. Is that fair? Yep, yep. Cool. Great. All right. Hey, so maybe we want to throw some of those animals that only live for a certain amount of time as it is. What about frogs? They're less cute than bats, and I wouldn't feel as bad about sacrificing them. Why don't them. you spin up some frogs, and we'll uh, at least get rid of some of the uncertainty in the situation. Yeah, Henry can, Henry can talk to them and tell them that each of those chests are like wonderful candies or where they're going to be safe forever. There's okay. flies in them or something. <laughs> Okay. And he um, doesn't want to do this. I take out the hat of vermin and I say, hat of vermin, hat of vermin. I would like three frogs, please. Oh, we only need a two, but I guess we well, can just keep one for fun. Okay. So I would like one for fun. Okay. That's, that's fair, Ron. I get so, it. I'll bing, call him bing. the fun frog. <laughs> two regular frogs appear and then one frog shows up and goes, a trap house is when you put two drugs and you listen to cool music. This frog isn't fun at all. <laughs> Uh, really quick, you can only you should only be able to pull two. I was like, I want to fuck those other frogs because <laughs> you already pulled a bat earlier. Oh yeah, it's I, and I haven't rested. Okay, it hasn't been the day. It's every oh, day. Oh yeah, okay. So yeah, two frogs. Nick's the fun frog. <laughs> he goes, well, I guess that's me. <laughs> it's a living, and he just disappears. <laughs> <laughs> da, 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 da. 
it is a comedy cheat, but there will literally never be anything funnier than me than a, a Flintstones appliance shrugging and saying it's a living. Yeah. <laughs> Everything we did in comedy after that joke was a waste of fucking time. Oh, you mean like the pterodactyl that lives yeah. in their sink and yeah. eats their garbage? Yeah, it's a living. Like, that's literally the funniest thing that comedy has ever invented. Uh... <laughs> Uh, so oh, hey, oh man! All right, throw, throw these fucking frogs at these. Yeah, the <laughs> Why are you guys looking at me to do it? I'm not gonna do it. I'm oh, a vegetarian. Fair. I pick up one of the frogs and I chuck it at the <laughs> leftmost. Uh, <laughs> roll, roll attack. <laughs> Just want to see how hard you threw this frog. <laughs> I like chucked it like, like a light know, underhand, like toss. underhand. Okay, I thought you were saying like you like fastball. <laughs> no. Fucking no. knuckle, knuckle pen. I, mean, I just like chuck it to the, like the leftmost chest. And okay, here's the wind up. Roll a d3, baby. To do that, you take a d6 and you have it. Okay. Oh, fuck you, Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> now everyone wants to fuck me again. Lion leader Annie know how to roll D3. <laughs> the frog, <laughs> as it goes through the air, it goes, <laughs> and it, with a splorch, it smacks dead into the center of the chest and just squeaks off it and then just sort of hits the ground and then starts hopping around. Hmm. I pick up the other frog and uh, I mean we Henry gotta, closes his eyes. He can't look. This is awful. We gotta see if it, if the ones that are bad do that's anything. True. That's true. That's, that's, that's so a control, I, I, right, I, Henry? Yeah. Right, Henry? That's like a, in science, you gotta do a control. Sorry, buddy. And I toss it to the middle one. Okay. So, and the second it hits, <laughs> instead of sliding down, it just sticks there. Mm. And then you see the wood around the lock begin to like fucking finger tendrils come out of it. <laughs> and then the, uh, run, little frog, run! The chest and it goes ah, ah, and it can't move. It's like legs are like kicking. It's the shoe from who. Roger Rabbit getting dipped in the... It's like that level of sad. Uh, uh, Now I'm thinking about that. Uh, (laughs) That's the saddest thing in movies. It's literally the worst thing that's ever happened. still scars me. I still have to skip that part if I'm rewatching that movie. Like, it's literally immoral, I think, that that is in that movie. (laughs) The top of the chest opens up. A massive tongue comes out with teeth lining the lid of the chest. And the tongue flicks open and grabs the... Is it like the the Rolling Stones tongue? (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Sure, it's That's like that. That's all I'm picturing is that big Rolling Stones <laughs> Feed tongue. Feed me, Seymour. It's like that. The Rolling Stones tongue comes out, licks the frog into it, and drags it inside, and then there's a crunch. A little bit of blood squirts out of the top oh, of the, the chest, and it slams shut. The frog that hit the leftmost one is a hop back towards us. No, it was busy watching the other one get eaten, and its eyes are very big. All right. I think we it's know like which one the normal one is. I think we can confidently say that that's probably the treasure chest that doesn't eat the frog since that's it fair. didn't eat the frog. Daryl walks towards the leftmost treasure chest and uh, tries to open it. So you open it. It is a normal-ass treasure chest. And within it, you see... Does Daryl watch professional wrestling? Absolutely. So Daryl immediately recognizes what's inside as a professional wrestling championship belt that doesn't have a specific logo attached to it, but it is an item created by Adam Soma, uh, and it is called The Belt. It is a replica wrestling championship that grants a dad advantage on persuasion or intimidation, but only if you phrase your attempt as a classic wrestling promo. Daryl reaches down, picks it up, and holds it up over his head and turns, and he's smiling like a 10-year-old kid. He's like, oh my God, look what was in here. What is that? Henry's never seen professional Are wrestling. Are you kidding? You don't know what this is? <laughs> <laughs> I, it seems to be some sort of fashionable belt. It doesn't look very it's practical. It's a wrestling belt. It's going to be the thing that makes Matt study for the next two weeks wrestling phrases so he can know what he's talking about because <laughs> Matt does not watch wrestling. <laughs> All right. Well, that was worth the traumatic death of a frog, I guess. Um, Let's get back upstairs, guys. Is that it? Glenn, don't you th- this is a belt. <laughs> There's nobody. What does it do? It looks like a cool, I mean, so, yeah, I mean, cool you can belt, roll, roll intimidation with advantage. Why aren't you thinking this belt's awesome, oh everybody? 
It's a 15. I think that'll do it okay. just for a casual intimidation. So everybody hearing that is like, all of a sudden, Daryl seems much more masculine and intimidating than he did before. Whoa. Whoa. That's a good belt. That was really intense. Did they, was that the belt? Yeah, and, pff, no. Huh. <laughs> I put it on. Doesn't Isn't really it cool if I have this, guys. <laughs> yeah, go, go for it. Go ahead. Like, you just I, have I, a wrestling belt I, on over your fucking... polo shirt. <laughs> polo shirt. <laughs> and then a wrestling belt. Yeah, and then, and then some fucking belt. cargo pants. <laughs> yeah, and then a wrestling belt. Uh, yeah, it doesn't appear to be doing anything vis a vis holding up your pants, but it's oh, pretty sec. cool. I take off the wrestling belt and I take off my normal belt because it feels stupid to have two belts on. <laughs> Good point. And then I put the wrestling belt on. But now the pants are definitely kind of slightly, like, it's not really doing the job of a belt, but. He's not going to let anybody know that, but definitely Daryl's constantly kind of holding his pants up from now on. <laughs> you, have, you have disadvantage on all two-handed weapon attacks. Oh, okay. my God. Oh, my God. Well, no, here's what you can do. Here's what you can do. You have disadvantage on all two-handed weapon attacks. You can choose to let your pants fall down at any point to gain advantage again. However, from that point on. No, I might on, lose the pants. might go to my ankles. Exactly. Yeah, and then you problem. will be unable to move. Yeah then, yeah, then you're grappled by your own pants. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Just Ron like, wonders oh. when he can get a belt of his very own. <laughs> it is not the only belt that was offered by our fan base and our, our big list of suggestions, which you can add to if you're a Patreon subscriber. Daryl just runs to the door. Peyton, check out the belt. Peyton's like, oh! <laughs> That's hey, so fucking sick. That's what you, I would have won if I'd won any of my fights in the UFC. You want to try it on, buddy? I take Desperately. it off. I, th I throw it at Peyton. <laughs> he wears it and he goes, oh, yeah! And he like points at the little kids. He's like, look at me! Look at me and tell me I'm intimidating. And they're like, Jesus Christ, yes, oh my God, you're so intimidating. Ah, and he goes, ah, oh, I'm never giving this bird! <laughs> Daryl walks back and he puts on his normal belt. I think, I think you should wear that, Peyton. <laughs> Peyton's like, no, I mean, it's, I gotta earn it. Anybody who watches professional wrestling knows it's all about the chase. It's not about getting it, so you should, you should have it. Then he takes it off and he goes, I know I'm intimidated. The real intimidation is inside me all along. Hell yeah, Payne. I take my belt off. He's like, yo, you can have this one. I chuck him my belt. <laughs> He's like, I don't really want that one. <laughs> no, put it on, buddy. Your pants are, your pants seem a little loose. <laughs> yeah, this gigantic man-sized yeah, He puts belt it around and there are not enough holes for, it's like the holes are all on the end. It, hey, it what just, you got the knife for, man? Put a hole in there. Okay, sure. So it like wraps around him like twice. <laughs> Are we really going to sit here and say that Daryl's belt isn't one of those dad belts that's like the braided leather that you don't need yeah. the hole in? Do you know what I mean? Oh, shit. That is oh, yeah, that's that's very good. That's true. Okay. Let's wreck on that. No, because like I, I would wear, he would wear like a church belt. <laughs> like a straight, in fact, it's probably reversible. <laughs> it's brown on one side and black on the other. I, I forgot long ago that they even sell non-reversible belts. So. <laughs> yeah. We were here for something. Oh, Terry. Save Terry. Let's do this. Yeah, let's head back okay. upstairs. So you head back upstairs, pass all the kids. Paid's like, what do I what do I do with them? Are we cool? Are we good? Should we keep following you guys or why don't you guys hang out down here in the lobby? Yeah. I don't know that we want to be responsible for traumatizing even more children today. No. Okay. All right, kiddos. Well, Peyton here will take uh, care of you and uh we'll be right back, so, hopefully with another kid. So should we go downstairs? I'm gonna go, I'm gonna head downstairs. Ooh, three chests. Hell don't wait. What? Don't do it. No, no. What? Don't go downstairs. All right. And those chests are very, very bad. They those will kill chests you. will eat you. So don't. Yeah. And they're really boring to fight. So don't fight them. All right. Well, now you got me. Now I'm not, <laughs> right. you were definitely going to hear this out of me fighting a chest if you hadn't said something about them being boring. So, so good on you. Okay. Peyton, you're in charge. If something goes south, something feels like it's going off. Take the kids. And uh, just get a safe distance away from here, all right, man? All right, just run, or do you want me to, like, get in the van? and what? Like... Get in the van and drive. No, 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 no. Leave the van for us. You guys get out of here. <laughs> well, I go on foot. You guys go to a bunch You're of a I tossed in my keys. What? Peyton catches these, like, hell yeah. 
Peyton's not going to drive without us. He's not like somebody, Glenn. I'm going to stay here until he... Oh, damn. damn. Oh, damn. Uh, I'll I'll stay until you tell me to leave. Until I hear you yell, Peyton, floor it. I will stay here with you guys. Perfect. If something goes wrong, um, tell our story. (laughs) (laughs) And make me sound really, really cool. Those are mutually exclusive. (laughs) You guys are talking and you begin to notice that your voices are echoing through the halls of this tower and you can hear them echoing upwards. And you hear Terry Jr.'s voice boom down and he goes, God damn it, I told you to leave. I told you to just leave me alone. All I want to do is get to the goddamn astral plane so I can be with my fucking dad and I will open this portal if it kills you and every single other person in this town. Now get the fuck out. I'm not leaving, mister. Even if you don't like it, I'm here to to, to save you. So the tower begins to shake around you, and between all of you, you can see a tear open up in the fabric of reality. Oh, shit. Through it, for a brief second, you see, like, oh, my God, this is what we saw when we split the fanny pack of holding in half. And the tear, just as soon as it opened, seals back up, and you hear Terry Jr.'s voice from above echo down saying, it's working, it's working, I'm going to see my fucking dad again, and nobody, especially not my stupid goddamn stepdad Ron, is going to stop me! Dungeons and Daddies is Matt Arnold as Daryl Wilson, Anthony Birch as our DM, Will Campos as Henry Oak, Beth May as Ron Stampler and myself, Freddie Wong as Glenn Close. Theme song and outro is All Right by Maxton Waller. Additional voices this week by Jimmy Wong and some ambiences from Sword Coast Soundscapes. Thanks this week to Adam Soma, Valori Wagoner, and Harry Mochman for submitting character names that were used in this episode. These folks represent a stalwart vanguard of supporters of this podcast via Patreon. Find folks like David D., Charles Martin Yamat, Fiat Lux, Ramos Mundo and Joel who doesn't need a last name because believe it or not he's the only one. Uh, These folks have all taken upon themselves the solemn duty of financially chipping in to help make this podcast possible. You too can experience cool perks and a deep sense of emotional fulfillment that can only come from putting the team on your back by visiting patreon.com slash dungeons and dads where you can select from a number of levels of support gaining access to everything from the ability to submit characters and items all the way to uncut episodes with annotations and editing notes, monthly bonus content and most recently a PDF newsletter called daddy issues where you can read in character columns written about topics near and dear to the dad's hearts all that and more at patreon.com slash dungeons and dads in other news we're undertaking a group transcription project to transcribe the episodes of dungeon and daddies for people who like to read along or search for stuff or who can't listen to podcasts codename the dungeons and daddies group undertaking for transcriptions or project dad gut for short if you'd like to lend your lightning fast typing skills to this project you can find the link to the discord by visiting bit.ly slash dad gut all caps d-a-d-g-u-t all capital letters Find us on Twitter at Dungeons and Dads, Facebook at bit.ly slash Dungeon Dads, subreddit at r slash Dungeons and Daddies. We're on Spotify and iTunes, and we always appreciate when folks tell a friend about the podcast or leave a review on iTunes, which always helps get the word around and helps this podcast grow. Speaking of podcasts, our other podcast, Story Break, is shaking things up. 
Instead of breaking a new story every episode, we're going to start writing a whole new scene every episode for one of the fan-favorite movies we broke called Heaven Heist. And now is the time to get on that train, because starting next week, we're going to be writing that script one scene at a time. Story Break is a podcast. If you're listening to this, you know how to find podcasts. Finally, thanks to all of you listening out there for your patience these past couple of weeks. A bunch of us were traveling or sick or recovering from sickness, which made wrangling all five of us pretty difficult. So thanks for sticking around while we got better. And we hope you enjoyed this episode. Next one's coming at you August 6th. So until then, drink plenty of fluids because that's perennially good advice. There was a time when you could read between the lines You know they never brought you down Never brought you down just give me like five of those and then just Freddie layer them in. Oh, yeah, underneath. yeah, 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 yeah. Rocks, rock. <laughs> rocks, rock. Rocks, fucking rock. <laughs> rocks, rock. Rocks, rock. Okay, now, Freddie, don't do any of the layering. <laughs> just, <laughs> just play those back to back. Judges and Daddies is brought to you this week by Me Undies. My Undies. No, the company Me Undies. Duh. Oh. It's summertime and your balls are sweaty. We all know it. Your knees you're weak, gr- arms are heavy. <laughs> <laughs> There's sweat on his balls already. Ball spaghetti. Your crotch sucks right now. I'm going to tell you that right now. Unless you're in some Me Undies because bre- they got that breathable, quick, dry, moisture wicking, anti odor properties. That you fabric. You better dog. lose yourself in your undies the moment. The fabric is breathable and comfortable, especially the ball. Caddy, that's right. They've cut out some special space for the balls. Tell you what, we're on tour right now. That's why it sounds like we're recording from a hotel conference room because we are. And yeah, my sweaty balls do go in a ball caddy. Tell me something else they don't know about me. <laughs> <laughs> I've been packing a 100% me on these rig in my EDC. You carry your balls. Your balls are your everyday <laughs> that's right. carry. That's I right. guess that's true. I yeah, am carrying wow. them around every day. It's been great. On the tour bus, I haven't had to change my underwear once. No, that's not true. I, you know, I tried to make a ball caddy for my non MeUndies underwear, and now my nuts just hang out of my underwear. Oh, no. Oh. MeUndies has a cut for every guy's butt. Over 10 different styles, ranging from boxer briefs to jock straps or a special pouch underwear called ball caddy that keeps <laughs> you a from... disgusting idea. Oh, no. You know how they have that little flap in the front no. for number one if you want to no. pull your wiener out? No. What if there was a little flap in the back for number like two? Like an old-timey And PJ. you can just wow. sort of goatsy man your undies and oh just, just, just fire away without taking them off. Hear me out, me undies. These cuts, they don't have the special Will Campos goatsy uh, <laughs> cut. But the cuts they do have come in over 100 different colors. Release the cozy cut. And prints ranging from black <laughs> to dinosaurs. Truly the two ranges of underwear. All black or all dinosaurs. All- <laughs> oh, Matt's coming in, maybe. <gasps> we'll let him in. Oh, Go we got to let Matt in. Knock, I'm knock. Gonna, I'm going to set the, um, the Noted underwear down. user Matt Arnold entering the ad. Hopefully not hotel staff trying to shut us down. Um, Matt. What kind of underwear are you wearing right now? I know we're maybe not that close, but just tell me. Me undies, and I just walked like two miles to a coffee shop, and I gotta say, every part of me is soaking wet except for me undies. Thank you so That's much. That's because me undies. of me undies. My signi- balls feel oh, so no. good right okay, now. Okay, all right, Matt. Thank you. That's You're because welcome. okay. That's because me undies. Signature- I can't even breathe really well, but my balls are breathing great. Thank <laughs> you, me undies. Me undies signature super soft fabric is breathable, stretchy, and oh so comfy, making it ideal for all day wear. If you need something even more breathable and summer proof, they have a new. Oh, they got new shit. 
the Move Me line with Breathe Fabric, which is They're more dropping moisture. the Go-To line? You've heard of Breathe Me by Sia, but Move Me? Whole new song. Let's sing it, Freddie. Moisture wicking, anti-odor technology, perfect for working out or just keep you extra cool on those sweltering days. You hear that, Matt? They use responsibly sourced materials and work with partners that care for the workers. If you're not happy with your first pair of MeUndies, it's on them. Send them back. Not literally. They're not wearing them. No, not wearing yeah, them. Yeah. Summer is coming. Be prepared with MeUndies. Get 20% off your first order plus free shipping at MeUndies.com slash dungeons. That's MeUndies.com slash dungeons for 20% off plus free shipping. MeUndies. Comfort from Just, the I'm outside. I'm telling you, they in. could do a goatsy print. That's all I'm saying. That's God. No, Matt, no. Dungeons and Dads is brought to you this week by Greenlight. Go. As your kids get older, some things about parenting get easier. Uh, for example, they talk. You they, can order them around. They do chores. They do chores. Oh, wow. However, other things don't. They understand the implications of the capitalist uh, society that we mm. live in. So having those conversations can be tough and complicated. Fact Thank is, God for those picture books. <laughs> the fact is kids won't really know how to manage their money until they're actually managing their own money. That's where Greenlight can help. Greenlight's a debit card money. No, app. they're going to learn the way I learned by getting my ass beat in fucking Monopoly by my parents. Oh, that's true. Do you know what I mean? Like, get good. True. You're like, I remember you get that little, little plastic, the other fucking little dollars. You're like, I got seven thousand dollars then you're, made, you're uh, ruined i made jimmy quit monopoly once because i kept hiding my hundreds under the board and then i was like he was like i got you your bankrupt and i was like you mean these <laughs> thousands of dollars i had squirreled away Greenlight is a debit card money app made for families parents can send money to their kids and keep an eye on kids spending and saving while kids and teens build money confidence and lifelong financial literacy skills with the Greenlight app kids learn how to save invest and spend wisely thanks to games that teach money skills in a fun, accessible way. Greenlight app also includes a chores feature where you can set up one-time or recurring chores, customize your family's needs, and reward kids with allowance for a job well done. Could you imagine setting it up and being like, to set your tip for your kid's lawn mowing, and then your kid has to be like, all right, I'll tip you another 15% like they're an Uber driver or something like that? I, you know what? Here's what I want is because like my kid's reward for their chores is going to be just some homespun wisdom from me. Oh, God. Wow. You know, the chore is its oh, it own reward. Text, so like maybe message, like, can they get, message. can I send them through uh, Greenlight, like one of those quotes like you get when you die in Call of Duty and it's like, <laughs> honor is the value of hard work or whatever. Do you know what I mean? It's could, it could work. It could work. I'm going to carry a tip screen around like for everything. I'm going to be like, it's just going to ask you a quick question. It's a quick question. Like, oh, sorry, Will Jr. I, don't, I have a son. His name is not Will Jr. Um, it's like it's like you. I would have tipped you, but you didn't discreetly look away yeah. while you held up the tip yeah. screen to me. Millions of parents and kids are learning about money on Greenlight. It's the easy, convenient way for parents to raise financially smart kids and families to navigate life together. Sign up for Greenlight today and get your first month free when you go to greenlight.com slash dungeons. That's greenlight.com slash dungeons to try Greenlight for free. Greenlight.com slash dungeons. Go. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com <laughs> 